What did you think of how the the whole guest thing went last week? Room for improvement in terms of how how we how we do it. Wait. Okay, not room for improvement for the guest. No, I think Jonathan was terrible, and he he probably can't get better. So. <laughs> Like, I, there's no hope for him, so we'll have him back on. Okay. Uh, well, to be fair... Uh, like, no, I think it's just, like, my my spare equipment broke down. Uh, we're not very good at having a third person paying them attention. Lessons have been learned, lessons certainly. Lessons are, are there to be learned. We will we will keep on working on it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I did enjoy the it. The thing is, I, I mean, I had a good time. It's more if the listeners enjoyed it as much as they do the, the normal episodes, because we do have a guest this week. Yep. You, um, I don't, I don't, I don't really know who to ask. If anyone ha- wants to let us know, if if we're just terrible as the two of us, please. It's, it's about time. It's about time you told us that. Well, Kenneth intimated he would like to uh, be a third wheel at some point. Oh no, absolutely. If anyone wants to be on, it's not like we're we're looking for a celebrity. The closer you are to celebrity, the better. But true. Just if you want to be on the show, if you think you can record a. Good audio. Please just let us know. We'll work it out. I think Ross Cray would also do it. Ross would be very good. I think he would be a good get. And he's kind of, he's like a semi-celeb. He writes for like the Sunday Post and stuff. All right. Yeah. So Ross, where are you? Let us know. Yeah, give us a, give us a little uh, DM. <laughs> slide into our DMs. Just in the, in the, I want to be a guest in your show kind of way. Who invented sliding into DMs? Because that makes us sound so sleazy. It sounds like a kind of culture that I wouldn't know who who, who initiates. You don't you don't go in those circles where people slide into DMs. I've I've never I as sad as it sounds I've never had someone slide into my DMs, <laughs> uh, and I have never slidden into anyone else's. <laughs> never been you've never been the one who has slid. I have neither been the slider nor the slidey. <laughs> Another huge news, huge, huge news, aside from having a third person on the show, you're old now. I am old, correct. It is, it is now, do you know the thing is, I now feel I've kind of passed, I've passed I've the passed, threshold. I've passed 25. I was out last night and I was passed. I mean, I passed, uh, come on, passed the threshold of being like a young person because everything is like when you fill out a form, it's what category are you? Are you 18 to 25? Are you 25 and under? Like even X Factor was like 25 and under. Oh yeah. Now I'm 26. I'm now past, I'm over the hill. I'm closer to 30 than I'm 20. And if you can't tell, I am slightly upset by this. Yeah, no, you sound a bit like you're questioning your entire existence. Do you know what, do you know what it is? It's the feeling of, what have I done for the last six years? I mean, I know I've, you know, had a job and, you know, uh, progressed. And I did that with, air commas progressed in yeah, my career good use of hand gestures on an audio podcast i have done things in life you know that was again uh, another hand gesture done things and uh yeah 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 all that stuff but at 26 what do i have to show for it yeah like, what, what what achievements have you uh have you got under your belt i have a car Oh, well, there's an achievement. <laughs> I uh, read the news on telly for the whole of Scotland for a while. See, that is a thing. How many people do you think have read the news on telly of, in Scotland? I, yeah, true, I know. But, but like in the wider scheme of things, like what like 
stuff have I done? Yeah, if someone came up to you and were like, this is like an ex- I know this is like an existential crisis, but now I can see why people have midlife crises because they realize now that you're at your midlife of 26, <laughs> my, li- <laughs> my life is passing me by and I've done nothing. So here's what I have been suggesting to, to my flatmate and a couple other people, which I hope none of my current colleagues listen to because if they do, <laughs> they know that you're going to be quitting for a Wait, let me explain. Let me explain. <laughs> okay, so, now that I'm 26, today I had my first cup of coffee. Wait, what? Ever. Because I was like, I'm 26, I need to start drinking coffee. So I've, I had my, I had a third, it was disgusting. It kind of tastes a bit like bitter mud. That's, that's late. You're late to the game. I've decided to take up snowboarding. Do you remember last year when I bought a hundred pound skateboard? Yeah. <laughs> have you, have you gotten snowboard now? Well, so my flatmate be uses John. He uses a skateboard more than I do. He skates to work now all the time. He's very good on, at it. Really, on your skateboard. He's one of these people who's just annoyingly good at things. He just does it. All right. Oh, yeah. One of those. One of those people. Yeah. And uh, I've decided now. I'm like, right. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna snowboard because uh, one of my friends, Tom, lives in Norway, and he's like, hey, come over and we'll do snow stuff. And I was like, well, I would love to, but I can't do so snow stuff. So I'm gonna learn. I think he was meaning cocaine, Colin. <laughs> You may have been meaning cocaine, James, yeah. Uh, But going back to the point, my bigger picture, not just the coffee drinking and the snowboarding, is that eventually, I'm not going to put a date on this, I am going to quit what I'm doing in life and just do something completely different. So you don't, like, you don't see yourself being a media person forever? No, no, I would, I would say within two years, I would be probably temporarily out of the industry. Tem- definitely temporarily because I don't think I could do anything else. It's no, it's good to have. It's good to go about, try different things, live a life. You know, it's being stuck in one career and one job doesn't appeal to anyone. And not to put you under pressure, James, but I think I may have mentioned this before. I believe I know exactly what you're going to say. I would be quite keen to do the Mongol Rally, uh, which is when you buy like a liter car and uh, it has to be like twenty years old, and you drive it from Scotland to Mongolia. Via Iran, Turkey, you know, all the safe places. Are you in? <laughs> Just Scotland, directly to Iran. Uh, that's it. Just simple drive. And then from Iran straight to Turkey. It's perfect. And then um, from Iran to Turkey, which was in the wrong direction, through Mongolia. You're done. Because this is what I'm talking about. Like, like what have what have we done? I know we've got this, and this is great. We've done like 100, this is 110, this is a Seesaw Parade, by the way. 110 <laughs> oh, yeah. episodes. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Seesaw Parade, the show where Colin and me, James, talk about things. And Colin has a slight mental breakdown because he now is 26, the grand old age of 26. Yeah. And thinks, hey, what have I done in my life? Nothing at all. You know what? I'm going to drive a cheap car most of the way around the world and hopefully not die. And hopefully validate my existence. I don't think it would you know? validate your existence, though. I, I think this this idea that we all have where we have goals in our lives that we think, oh, we'll reach that and then we'll feel good, that only ever leads you to feel more and more bad. We all have to just accept that every day might feel good and might feel bad and slowly we'll start feeling better about what's going on in our lives. So is, are you saying that this is it? This is, this is the the lot that we've been given no i'm not i'm saying take what you have and improve where you can but you don't want to set one goal for two years in the future and think well on that i will pin all my hopes because even if you achieve it it won't fulfill you you've you've watched bojack horseman i have that's basically in my view the theme of the show (laughs) season two he's pinning all his hopes on whatever season one it's all on a book season two it's on being in the best film ever season three it's on an oscar None of those things help. 
I know, but I guess just I feel like I kind of missed out on things. You know, this is this is turning into group therapy sessions here. <laughs> I think it was not quite a group. <laughs> Has anyone got any drugs I can uh, I can take? As again, you want to do some snow things? I'd love to do some. That's there we go. I've never taken cocaine. There we go. That's a confession right there. I don't think it's quite a confession. It, like, granted, it's a, it's a, it's new. It's news. Definitely news. We all thought that you were hooked. <laughs> Headline: Colin does not take cocaine. <laughs> Shock revealed on seasonal parade. Yeah. But for but for example, I know people who have taken cocaine and they're fine. You know, they don't uh-huh. keel over. Do you think they feel more more fulfilled than you do? Well, because they have taken cocaine. No, I just think they've had more of a life experience than I have. They've, I'm uh, not saying I'm not saying I'm going to go and take cocaine. But I'm just comparing it to, for example, my friend Tom, who's in Norway, who moved to Norway to be a pediatric orthotist. He fits artificial limbs for children. That's cool. And then he does things. He's been running with the bulls in Pamplona. He yeah. goes skiing. There's yeah. all this cool he stuff. He powdered his nose a lot. What do I do? I read the news about people who have crossbows and have barricaded themselves in their houses with their girlfriend and set the house on fire. That's what I do. Yeah, but you also learn to skateboard. Not very well. Yeah, but you can just keep improving. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. Okay, well, James, let's turn this around. What about you? How do you feel now that you're, like, half a year younger than me? I'm no more younger than you than I was any time in the past. I know, but now now we're no longer both 25. I feel great. I can still I can still click on most of the lowest checkboxes on things. Hey, what age group are you? Yep, still the top one. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, no, I, I don't... I don't really feel that the same way other people do. The whole, oh, my life's going nowhere and I'm basically done. I, I, I accept that in terms of the life you'll experience, I'm halfway done. Uh, the rest of my life's going to feel as short as what I've already done. And that's okay. I, I just hope that I'll carry on trying out things, i.e. I. podcasts, i.e. improving the podcast, i.e. I want to start actually making music for once. Yeah, why haven't you done that? Because I think you'd be quite good at it. <laughs> well, because I always start a thing, as a song or a, a, seat, a set of songs, and then I, list, I I get to that stage where you've been working on them so much that you hate them because uh... uh, you've heard them so much. And I can't get past that hatred of the sound and I just end up deleting everything. I think if you release something, you'd actually be surprised as to how many people enjoy it. This sounds like a, a group therapy session. Because I th- no, but I think the, the kind of music you do, you know, it's not like my stuff, you know, the death metal stuff I do. Nobody likes that, and I'm fine with that. But the stuff that you do, I think people would like because it's. Well, I do all different kinds. I know, but it wouldn't be death metal, would it? And uh, no, no, it wouldn't be. <laughs> I'm thinking like kind of ambient indie <laughs> stuff. I I don't do labels, Colin. I don't, I don't, I don't okay, put myself well, in boxes unless it's the box that says "What age are you?" and I click the one that has the youngest. <laughs> Shut up, James. Okay, you've got me. You've got me angry. Shall now. we do? What we shall we do what we came here to do? Yeah, let's let's do this <laughs> podcast. How, how far in are we at this point? Like in episode numbers. Yeah, well, well, no, I mean episode one hundred and ten, but also just in life. How far are we? We're like halfway through life, and we're also about ten minutes into the show, probably more. Yep. Okay, welcome to Cease Operate. I'm Colin. He's James. Sorry for that. Um, I just thought I'd bring back that intro because, you know, it's a reminder of, of who we used to be. We used to be people who hosted a show where we tried to talk about the things of the world and then talked about ourselves for half of the show. Yeah, well, we, 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 we tried to be coherent people and we updated you, we informed you, but now we just talk about ourselves again. I'm sorry, but let's try that one more time. I'm Colin, he's James. Hello. And Cecil Parade is back for episode 110. So, um, 
let's just start with the um, the story of the week, which has kind of been uh, it's it's not a great story to be discussing, but it's one which I think is important. It's been the theme of the year. So main story being uh, sexual harassment, which has been yeah dominating the headlines. The main the two the two names the two bigger names from this week have been Kevin Spacey undoubtedly, and then Dustin Hoffman, which is one from today. Uh, which is Wednesday. So Kevin Spacey, the main story that came out was Anthony Rapp, who is an actor in Star Trek, I think. The most recent Star Trek, yes. Yeah, and he said that when he was 14 years old, Kevin Spacey was very drunk and um, had some sort of... He made a move. Yeah, yeah, that's how I would say. He made a move, uh, on allegedly, on this 14-year-old boy, Anthony Rapp. And uh, that's eventually hit the headlines and Kevin Spacey has taken the opportunity to say he didn't remember and also I'm gay. Yeah, um, I'm potentially sorry if it happened. If it did happen, I am super sorry. I don't remember. It was a long time ago and apparently I would have been very drunk. Also, I'm gay. On the back of that, there's been more actors kind of coming out the woodwork. There was a, a chap from the old Vic. Not as gay as people that have been uh, assaulted or in yeah. some sense victimised. Sorry, a poor choice of words. Coming out the woodwork to to talk about Kevin Spacey and any sort of allegations being flung his way. So he apparently had a bit of a reputation at the old Vic Theatre in London uh, for es- essentially feeling up male actors under the age of 30. But James, first of all, how did the whole initial reaction of him coming out in regards to the allegation, how was that received? Well, I'd go for poorly. I, 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 I don't see how anyone thought it was a good idea, either Spacey or his PR team, to like tack on to the end of his statement about apologizing for potential past mistakes. The fact that he's officially living as a gay man now, like it just. It feel it feels like he was just trying to deflect what happened and grab a headline. Yeah, it's it's classic PR. It's let's get away from that headline by creating a new one. Yeah, so they're hoping that the next day's papers headlines are going to be Kevin Spacey gay instead of Kevin Spacey maybe assaulted people. But also, if you've been watching any House of Cards and also just generally in Hollywood, because you know we're in the know, the fact that Kevin Spacey is gay is kind of Hollywood's worst kept secret. Everybody knew already. It's well, not like it, it was. Uh, massively hidden yeah it was one of those hollywood secrets that there are so many of where everyone kind of knows a thing and doesn't really do anything about it or talk about it or acknowledge <coughs> harvey it. weinstein <coughs> uh, yeah harvey weinstein or the apparent uh rings of pedophiles that take advantage of kids and stuff like that uh, it's it's just standard for anywhere where there is power there is people that do horrible things with that power and no one does anything about it. The other problem with Kevin Spacey's statement is that it conflates the issue of coming out and essentially having an interest in young men, which obviously the LGBT community have had quite the backlash to. Owen Jones wrote a really good article in The Guardian, which said it was essentially continuing to fuel the unhelpful stereotypes of, you know, completely ridiculous links between homosexuality and paedophilia. Yeah. And and he's, he has a point. You can't just say, oh yeah, that time I, you know, molested a 14-year-old boy. And also I'm gay. Yeah. It's a non sequitur. But the implication of if you're molesting someone of a certain gender, you must be at least interested in them. You don't need to try and tack on to it. Yeah, it's because I'm gay. It's just, no, you, it doesn't make a difference. You've did, You've done what you've done. It was a mistake to tack it on. It was a bigger mistake to back in the day 
essentially take advantage of people. And who knows how how long this was going on for? Who knows if it's a current thing? It brings concerns to a lot of the um, projects that he's been involved in. Talking off the project, House of Cards season six, which was before all this happened, planned to be the last in the series. Production has now be su- now been suspended indefinitely. Right decision? Mm, yeah, uh, I guess. I, I suppose while someone has allegations brought up about them, you don't want to carry on um, work or releasing things while the while the spotlight is on them. Yeah. Uh, I I think if they carried on production as is, there would be a lot of backlash about it. Uh, whether or not that's right, when it's just allegations and there's nothing, like there's no evidence or anything provided, uh, I can't say. I think it's probably correct to halt productions. <laughs> And it's, but I, I don't think it's a moral thing for them. I think they've just gone for the profitable route of trying to push back the show until the headlines have gone away again and people forget about Kevin Spacey being a creep. I disagree. I think this is the end of the show. I think it's gone too far. There's looks like there's more stories being brought forwards. If there are more stories that, that, that continue the time that this is in the spotlight, sure, they'll just cancel the show probably. It was already terrible anyway, so who cares? Um, yeah, but I the think show if, had gone downhill. I think if it just ended here with a one or two stories about things that happened 30 odd years ago, they'd wait long enough and people are fickle enough that we'd all just try to ignore it basically and watch the thing that we like. And the thing is... Hollywoods and the general public don't, yeah, they seem to have quite short memories when it comes to people with yep. unscrupulous pasts, if that's the right use of the word. Probably not. Yeah. Roman Polanski being the main one that comes to mind. Woody Allen being the other one, where there have been all sorts of allegations over the last decade, decades. And uh, people are just like, oh, it's fine. Woody Allen makes good films. Therefore, we're okay with it. Yeah, there's. Like, and it's not a 100% of all people in the world situation. It's the majority of people seem to not want to care about it. They want to forgive people a bit more leniently if they are more artistic. If they produce great works of art, they're allowed to get away with whatever they want. Uh, and the silent minority, or even the loud minority, uh, will protest and will not consume the media of these people. But it doesn't seem to be... Uh, great enough number to make any difference at Hollywood. Another name uh, which I mentioned, Dustin Hoffman, allegations came out today that a 17 year old uh, assistant on the set of Death of a Salesman in 1985 was uh, harassed seemingly over a considerable amount of time by Hoffman. That Hoffman was slapping her in the bum, was saying all sorts of vastly inappropriate things to her. Uh, this was yeah, 32 years ago, kind of same as Kevin Spacey, you know, decades and decades ago. Is this going to harm Dustin Hoffman's career, you think? Uh, it should. Um, I think people often try to play down the harassments or the catcalls that aren't like life-altering. But these things are wrong and they show that a person is of a certain mindset and that mindset shouldn't be rewarded. Uh, but again, it's similar to the last one. If it's just one story that comes out, one or two the Hollywood circles are very forgiving. If he's just quiet for a while, these things might go away. However, if this trend continues where more and more people are coming out to tell their stories of whoever has taken advantage of them or harassed them in the past, then we might see a cycle of 
people getting brought down, which would be just, it would be deserved. We also have to remember that not every allegation um, should be jumped on and headlined, uh, that everything has to be tested and true. Otherwise, you can have people that are just sabotaging the names of people they don't like, uh, So, which is basically impossible to ask of the world. The world's going to jump on any headline. So now is probably a good time to do character assassinations as well as come out of the woodwork with your true stories. Well, the scandal's also hit here at Westminster. Uh, Theresa May has written to the other party leaders to ask, essentially, for a an independent process uh, to investigate serious complaints in Westminster. But off the back of that, two Tory ministers, Dominic Raab and Rory Stewart, who were named in a anonymously compiled list of you know supposed baddies in the Conservative uh, Party, they've come out and insisted that the claims are completely untrue and uh, are dragging their names through the mud. And one of the women who was supposedly uh, abused by one of these MPs has also come out and said, no, that's complete nonsense. So James, is there a danger in all this that people are, that people's reputations are harmed and that people um, do suffer just, you know, from people kind of out to, to make a quick buck or just to sabotage someone they don't like? Yeah, the, there will be a risk that um, people who are entirely innocent or verging on entirely innocent will be brought down among people who deserve to be. And I think part of the problem is that there aren't really serious repercussions for false accusations, or at least there doesn't seem to be. And I know that you can get defamation and whatnot but once it's done it's done you've ruined someone's future um and there's no and this this goes into other similar situations where people will falsely accuse someone that they just want to see harmed and the accuser will eventually be proven wrong and not often are they shown any justice themselves for the lies or equal justice where they've already done the harmful thing there is no amount of apologizing from the systems and saying oh sorry we were wrong that will repair someone's career so uh, while it's great that people are coming out to say their true stories we we i don't what's I, I say we but i don't really know what i mean by we the, the world the politicians those in charge, whoever, have to be careful about how this all goes down. And I think the correct answer is to say, investigate, is to say, take it to the police. And these things have to be done outside of the public eye to expect a fair process. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's fair. And that's probably a good place in which to leave this uh, for the week. Obviously, this is going to run on and on. Um, and no... No doubt there will be more names in future. There, there will be more names, and hopefully it will keep going higher up because I'm pretty sure one of the unspoken truths in the UK is that there's the um, abuse rings and paedophile rings way high up in terms of power, in terms of parliament and all that. Uh, for years now, people that have been getting away with things just because they know the right people. So hopefully this starts a trend where some vile people do get brought down. Well, also, just not in the not just in the back of what you said there, but I've just read that that, that the defence secretary, Sir Michael Fallon, has just stepped yeah. down, and obviously an He's allegation was resigned. made against him in that he uh, was acting inappropriately towards a journalist about a decade ago, and uh, he he said not in reference to any sort of specific 
incident, but that he was stepping down because he felt he was not setting a good example for the military. So there we go. Yeah. So I think what he's saying there is it's not these specific new stories that he's stepping down over, but just past behavior. Just his, yeah, his past behavior. Yeah. Um, um, so who knows? I, I guess we're coming out of an age where a bunch of people expect to have the same privileges they used to or that people of their type used to. And maybe they don't anymore with the advent of information sharing. Indeed. Okay, let's move on. Let's um, chat some movie and uh, all all that fun stuff, you know? You know, a classic, a classic switch up, uh, a U-turn. There should be another word for when the thing just changes direction and course quickly. Classic seat operate gear change. Uh, Right, so Han Solo, the much maligned Star Wars production, which we've discussed in depth. Uh, for a quick recap, they hired two young, funny, hip directors who then got sacked and have replaced them with Ron Howard, who's kind of an old, an old hand, a veteran. Yeah, he'll just he'll go where you steer him. The news this week is that the film has been in, apparently entirely reshot, so that's scrubbing everything that Chris Lord and Phil Miller did. Or this report says at least eighty percent, which is yeah, a pretty significant chunk. James, your thoughts? Uh, best case, uh, they're just reshooting everything that had the the acting from pre-acting coaching lead character. Uh, worst case, the first film was actually bad or, or too visionary and they're making a new generic boring one. Uh, I'm not, it's, not, it's never good news to hear about this kind of crazy... Uh, percentage of reshoots in such a short space of time that can't be a good sign so another reason to be a bit fearful do you know what i'm looking forward to is like the tell-all interview with lord miller after the film comes yeah. out whether or not it gets good or bad reviews and then to hear their side of the story because no one's heard their side of the story yet we might not though maybe they'll maybe they'll try and keep quiet so they can make another star wars film in the future who knows yeah. no that's uh, true although i mean there are talented guys they they can make good films, but maybe they just can't make good films on in like while fitting into certain boxes. Yeah, this, I mean, this is also Lucasfilm's direction, just being like, no, you can't be funny. You can't just do off the cuff stuff. Yeah, well, you can't be you guys. You have to be us, but with yeah. a wee bit hint of Which you guys. Which is kind of like what Thor and Taika Waititi did, but we'll get to that. Uh, we okay, we will indeed. Next, let's go to. In fact, let's jump to to DC first. So, all right, obviously Justice League. Um, again, the big old film with Batman, Superman, Aquaman, The Flash, and Cyborg. That's out in a couple of weeks' time. And uh, it's not really much news, but apparently they're using the classic Batman theme. Now, yeah. I don't know. Is that the... Batman? It must be. Because if so, how are they using that in the film that's, you know, as tonally all over the shop as DC films are? <laughs> yeah, they're going to make a dark version of that. Uh, theme exactly like that in fact you should probably send that as a soundbite to them and they might give you a wee, a wee cut uh, but you know this isn't the first time that the nananas have been used in the Batman film uh, Lego Batman was just surrounded by a redone version of the Batman theme so True. who knows it depends how, how, how specifically Batman theme it is or how much it's been altered to fit the new film but it is good to as I've said DC do seem to care more about the music to make original music for the films that stands out uh, so given the characters themes that we can recognize I believe is a good thing 
The closer this film comes to release, the more I worry about it. Well, yeah. It's probably not going to be great, but I do think it will have a great soundtrack. I mean, it's got all these characters, but then there's the problem of the fact that all the audience know the Superman's not dead. You've got Batman, who, in the last time we saw him in a film, which was Suicide Squad, he punched a woman and then kissed her, uh, if you recall, in Suicide Squad. You've, and the fact that it's isn't, all, that, isn't that what everyone does? Uh, the fact is also Ben Affleck, and he's you know nobody really liked him in the first place. Then you've got and the Flash. People like him a little who, bit less now. Who DC fanboys were kind of like, no, you should not replace the TV Flash. TV Flash should be film Flash as well because yep. there's a TV show called Flash. Yeah, and when really uh, he in uh, reality, he Ezra great. Miller can act the boy Gustin off the stage. So yeah, I don't care. And then Wonder Woman, which DC got kind of like 75% right this year. You know, the film was pretty good until the final act. Yeah, yeah. All of that thrown together. I don't, And the fact that the director changed halfway through. Zack Snyder had to leave. Joss Whedon came in. I trust Joss Whedon. I know, but I'm just I'm just concerned, James. I'm concerned. Maureen. I know you're concerned. We all know you're concerned. I think, I think I'm maybe less concerned than I used to be. Um... Seeing more of the film come out in trailers and stuff, it at least looks pretty, and the soundtrack might be nice. Yeah, uh, and there are cool aspects of the of the character designs that I like. Uh, it will it will be a generic, boring superhero movie, but I was expecting that, so I'm not going to be disappointed, right? Yeah, true. Okay, let's move on. Uh, more news in the DC film universe. One of the next films they've got on their slate is Shazam which was going to be the film with Shazam and the kind of anti-hero slash bad guy, which is Black Adam, which was going to be played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. But now, DC cashing in on the fact that The Rock makes such a massive box office smash every time he makes a film. He's a, he's a popular guy. Besides yeah. Baywatch, which completely bombed. Unexpectedly, of course. It was, it was sla- I was expecting it to be the best film of the year. <laughs> of course. Black Adam is now a separate film. And so is Shazam, and Shazam has finally been cast as Zachary Levi, or Zachary Levy, uh, from, the, from the TV series Chuck, if you remember that show. I vaguely remember Chuck. Yeah, he looks vaguely. a wee bit like Zach Braff, except with muscles. Oh, I know who we're talking about. Unless Whiny. Um, he was in, uh, he was one of the Warriors 3. The what? The Warriors 3 in, in the Thor films. One well, of the last two Thor films. He replaced he? the blonde guy as Warrior 3, the blonde one. I don't... His name began oh. with F or whatever. I don't remember what their actual names. Did he actually? Yeah, man. Was he called Sif or something? That's the only reason I know his name, really. I didn't. I wouldn't have said that he was in Chuck based on his name, although I do remember the show. Uh, Sif and the Dirt is Gone or something like that. Sif, Sif's, the, Sif's not one of the Warriors 3, but the other three. Okay. Regardless, Zachary Levy, Levi, whatever his face is, he put something on his Instagram as him in the Shazam costume. He looks pretty snazzy, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll be a good film. I've not got high hopes for any DC futures. Okay, well, let's talk about Marvel instead then. Captain Marvel starts shooting in February. That is the... uh, Thank you. That is the Brie Larson-led Marvel film, which I think is the first superhero film Marvel have done with a female lead, right? Yep. Yeah, because obviously, you know, DC had Wonder Woman. Maybe I'm dumb, but yep. So Brie Larson, um, who you will know from all the films that she's done because she's awesome. How much do you like Brie Larson, Colin? Oh, she's great. She's the one woman I would turn for. <laughs> That's how much I like her. There's another sound bite to send out to the world. 
I'm sorry, Brie. She's great. Yeah, she, oh, she's great. She's such a she's just such a good actress. Okay. Um actor. Uh, ben Mendelsohn is rumored to be the bad guy in Captain Marvel. Now, I have a a slight problem with this. Okay. Be- because the thing is I really like Ben Mendelsohn. He's a right. awesome actor. Yeah. However, the list of films in which he is the bad guy is getting ridiculous now. So he's becoming like a bad guy in all the things. He is literally, he is the bad guy. So just to give you a quick rundown, The Dark Knight Rises, Animal Kingdom. Yep. He's the main bad guy in Rogue One. Yep. He will be the Sheriff of Nottingham in the Robin Hood reboot next year. Yep. He's the main bad guy in Steven Spielberg's Ready Player One next year, which will be one of the biggest films of the year. That's yep. five. That's a lot of bad guys in, now- a, in a short amount of time. And that's like so many franchises as well. So he's just going to be Villain Man. That's his. That's his new name. His real. His real life name. Like I like the guy, and he is. He makes such a good villain because he looks creepy, and he's his mannerisms, and oh, he's great. But he's just villain all the time. I, I think Hollywood kind of does that, though. We get one villain just repeatedly for a while, and then they become a steady villain for forever. That's true. That's true. It works. In the same way that certain actors play the same character in every film. In the, in the same way that Kevin Hart plays Kevin Hart in every film. In the same way that John Leguizamo plays the same character in every film, apart from when he's Sid in Ice Age. He's just like the happy-go-lucky Hispanic man. Yeah. That's literally his role. Sometimes he owns a garage. <laughs> yeah, and you're right, yeah, sorry, I missed the Kevin Hart one. Kevin Hart is just, he's just Kevin Hart in every film. Thank you. Even, even The Rock is just The Rock in every film. You know, it doesn't have, like, light and dark. It doesn't have diff- different shades. I mean, arguably, Pain and Gain, he is a standout in that. But the rest of the films he is, he's just the rock. He's just the wrestler, except with some cool, cooler catchphrases. I think, as I was, I think maybe half of Hollywood just plays themselves in different films. And it works. Like, yeah, who cares? Like, Robert Downey Jr. is just Robert Downey Jr. in every film. But now he's, like, True. in one of the biggest franchises ever. People do that, and it seems to work. Sometimes, I'm not saying they're not capable of acting other people. They, they will all occasionally act a completely different character in a film, and they'll be great. But most of them just f- be themselves in everything they're in. Okay, well, time is running away, so let's just quickly wrap up. the uh, To finish on Marvel, the two of us went to see Thor Ragnarok, which I will start by saying, go see this film. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, go see this film. I had a really good time, and Taika Waititi, despite the fact that, yeah, I mean, there were some concerns. I didn't have any. I thought the film was in safe hands. Um, It's kind of what you you expect in the trailers. I think it's probably the most out-and-out funny film that Marvel have done. Is that fair? It's, yeah, Um, but that's not a bad thing as much. Like, I'm not so keen on just people trying to make you laugh the whole time through one of these films, but... It had just the right amount. Um, I think it was. It's it's a good sign seeing a, a, a Marvel film that feels different to the other ones. Yeah, no, I think I think Taika has his own independent movie style. You know, his own wee indie movie style, which he definitely brought over to Thor, but still kind of keeping within the Marvel way of doing films because it still had the same story arc that every Marvel film has. It, it definitely was the right balance between studio and 
director. Yes, it was. In comparison to a lot of the other Marvel movies and in comparison to a lot of the other franchise movies in different in different franchises. In that it was a Marvel film, but it was also a film by Taika Waititi. And it is like, is one, it's a film in which you can say is a Taika Waititi film. It's not... Yeah, it's not just his name trying to draw tickets. Yes, exactly. So I, I love... I, yeah, I okay, well, I was going to say I loved it. I had a great time. I thought it was great. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely one of the absolute best Marvels yet. Yeah, I agree. Okay, um, good. And hopefully set a trend for all the different franchises that we have. Because that's all that film is going to be forever now, is the same franchises on repeat. So hopefully we'll start getting them feeling different. Different themes, different genres. Which kind of Marvel do star the Star Wars kind of stories are wanting to aim for that. And also... Who knows? And this will fund good films as well, if you just phone in franchises. I'm interested to see what Taika Waititi does next. Well, he's just announced... Um, uh, oh, uh, What We Do in the Shadows just got a TV series announced. Nice! By Taika. That's good. So that's exciting. Oh, I was going to say, if, if, you're not, if you have no idea who we're talking about... Go on Netflix and watch Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, yeah. It's such a lovely film. Yep. And like literally, it will it will appeal to everybody. You will enjoy that film. And it's a Taika Waititi film. And you can tell straight away. And it's just great. It's it's great. Go see it. Yeah, I love um, the guy. He's great. He should be in everything. Well, he should be behind the camera in everything. Yeah. And he also, he was, well, he is in the film as well. He plays a CGI character. Yes. Yeah, he does indeed. Okay, anyway, let's uh, finish up. I've been away for the whole weekend on holiday, so I have not had a chance to watch the new Stranger Things. But James has. James, give us your spoiler-free review. Go. Uh, Stranger Things season two is great. It doesn't drop the ball. Yay! It has problems, as any second season of something that you've rushed out in one and a half years will have. Um, But overall, I am very happy with season two. And I hope they carry on making it that's good news i was honestly not sure what you were going to say there but uh yeah that's good i'm going to try and watch it in time for next week's uh podcast and we can have a slightly more spoilery discussion just, just nine episodes oh not not eight nine yeah they've, they've bumped up the episode count by a one which was very brave of them <laughs> uh, but no there's new characters the new characters i liked very much uh their old characters got development they got built on in ways that I liked very much. And and the story expanded in ways that mostly I liked very much. But we can talk about maybe a more spoilery review with some more of the issues and praises next time. Yeah, we'll give people a chance to actually watch the season. Yeah, now that um, we're telling you to watch it, <laughs> you might. True. So and also just week. very briefly, I saw a trailer for Peaky Blinder season four. So that's another show I need to watch. I've been told repeatedly to watch it. Halfway through season two. Okay, well we'll get we'll get there. And and it's good. I like it very much. Right, time is gone. James, it's been a pleasure. Nice to have a chat and just discuss life. It's been a well spent two and a half hours talking, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll do.